You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of BNI, the Australian Story. My name is Veronica, and we are here once again with our executive director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Veronica. Hello, everyone. Great to speak to you again from the BNI Australian Story podcast. And of course, even though um, we are in official stage three lockdown in Australia, we are still continuing to do business as usual in BNI in Australia and globally, Brent. So give us a good day. How are we travelling along? Yeah, we're travelling great. Um, it's been the norm. I don't know really how long we're actually going to be here. If you're listening to this at a later date, we're recording this uh, in April uh, 2020. So uh, we're right in the midst of of that. I think Australia is doing really well in the whole scheme of things at the present time compared to everyone else. So, um, yeah, we're, we're in the hands of, of our uh, of our leaders of the country and our politicians and our medical people to see where we're at. But B&I is plugging on. B&I, we're still doing business. We're still building relationships and we're still helping each other, which is what it's all about. And of course, BNI is a global organisation, and it's probably um, fitting that we just do a big, big shout out to all of our BNI partners, all of their family and communities all across the world uh, who are struggling at very different rates. And uh, we're thinking of everybody at this time. And thank you for tuning in to oh, our we're, podcast. We're pretty, we're pretty lucky here in Australia. We're an island nation, I think, and uh, and uh, we haven't got anywhere near the issues that some other parts of the world does. So I really feel for those. Those people and those BNI members experiencing this in other parts of the world as well. Yeah, and of course, a lot of our Australian members have family overseas too. So to everyone out there that um, is, is incredibly challenged, um, we do really do think of you at this time. For anyone who's uh, listening who is not a BNI member, just a little bit about what we do here at BNI Australia. Keeping in mind that powerful and collaborative business relationships are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy, BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation. Our service is designed to offer members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts, and most importantly, business referrals. It is those referrals that um, bring our incredible guest speakers to each one of our podcasts. And today, um, someone that I'm very fond of and I'm very excited about her message today. Uh, so, Brett, would you mind introducing Neda? Well, this is uh, this is one of your guests this week, Veronica, so well yes. done. Uh, Thank so you. We've got uh, Neda Dow from uh, BNI. She's in the BNI CBD chapter. She's an independent Arbon consultant or Arbon independent consultant, I think is the is correct way. And we've brought her onto a podcast to talk about the role MLMs play in BNI and, and how an MLM business can actually leverage the opportunity of being involved in BNI and and what pitfalls there may be and what tips there may be for that particular business. So welcome along, Netta. Great to see you. Thanks, Brent. It's great to be here. Thanks, Veronica, for the invite. I'm really excited to be able to share this morning. So we I'm ask, very excited yeah. too. Yeah, fantastic. So, uh, Netta, we ask everyone who comes on because we really like to know everyone's backstory sure. on how they found out about BNI, when and when. Uh, so what about yourself? When did you find out about BNI? 
Um, probably about four and a half years ago, I was invited by a lady I did not know in a nail salon. And I went to a chapter and I thought, this is a cool idea, but didn't it didn't really stick. I wasn't in the right room. And then um, two years ago, I was in, approached by a tennis friend who said, hey, Ned, are you still doing Arbonne? I said, yeah, I am. He goes, would you like to come and meet 30 business friends of mine? I said, yes, I would. Because as a multi-level marketer, we just need to meet people and, and uh, create relationships. And so I went into that room and I signed an application before I left. Oh, fantastic. Wow. That was my room. <laughs> so so the first time you were invited by someone in the nail cell, and obviously, uh, uh, obviously someone who's uh, just seen that opportunity talking to you in the next chair, so to speak. Wasn't um, me, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I do that kind of thing all the time. Me too. So, so this is a really good, before we move on, this is a really good point I want to pick up. How you were invited the first time along probably wasn't the way that actually got you in the room. It wasn't something that you tweaked and you thought, hey, I, I really need to go along and see this. Where, what a sounds of it, how you were invited the second time, that got you in the room and the point to where you you got in the room, you you were... Yeah, your expectations were fairly high to the point where you filled an application before you left your first meeting. So yeah. tell us a bit of the difference about those, please. I think the reason I went to both meetings was there's an opportunity. Um, and I'm always one who says yes first and figures out if it's a good fit later. So the first time, I think they just they just, they weren't, just weren't bringing the energy to the room, whereas the, when I went the second time, there was so much more that I actually was taking in and sometimes I think maybe you need to go to a second meeting to feel to actually start taking in what's happening around you because it's a very unusual um, scenario that we don't see in other networking events so yeah it was just that whole camaraderie um, the the opportunity to speak and show up and ask ask for what you're after and, and really um, uh, you get your you get to say your piece to everyone in the room and I think that was really unusual way of um, presenting at a networking event. I'd never been to one like it. So, oh, sorry, yeah. so I made a bit of a blue there. You actually went the first time when the when the, I did. When the person for the nail salon invited you and I that did. wasn't a real good fit. And it took another couple of years until you got invited again and you saw a completely uh, a completely different setup, a completely different chapter. Do you, do you want to uh, drop the name of the person who invited you along? Alan Campion of Melbourne Food Experiences. He is a high-quality man, and so whatever he said, I trusted anyway. He's, oh, fantastic. He, yeah. He's quality across across the board. So, yeah, he didn't have to tell me twice. I have met Alan at our at our national conference last year. So, yeah, he was a sponsor last year. So so that, feel, that feeling of uh, that you could work that group actually made you want to join? Yeah, it, it was the, um, the vibe in the group, absolutely. They, they had a real sense of um, team, and I, thought, I think that's, that was awesome, so... So what we really want to hit on here today is how does a, a an MLM person go go along making a success out of being involved in a network like BNI when you're not really able to um, market the business opportunity in yeah. the group, and just your products? Can you elaborate a little bit on that for us, please? I was literally told that I couldn't market the business the minute that I um, entered the room. Almost, I had someone to, to some extent. So that was that was <laughs> something. Well, no, no, it was done. It was done in a very 
friendly way by another multi-level yeah. marketing person in the room who'd made a success of right. it. So I thought, cool, that was something that I went in, eyes wide open around, okay? And to be honest, in um, in my own business, I always create relationships first and there's nothing different in BNI. You don't, <laughs> excuse the expression, but you don't vomit business on people without actually having some sort of relationship and the fact of the matter is I, I'm very choosy about who I invite into my business anyway so I want to work out if they're a great fit for me as much as I want them to work out if um, you know Arbon or, or a multi-level marketing business is a great fit for them so it's in short build the relationships it's actually build the relationships first and when you build relationships um, those opportunities will arise anyway just show show them how you are as a as a person, as a as a um, salesperson, you you get to you get to build relationships, and that's basically key. Netta, can can I just ask you to elaborate a little bit on MLM? And I and I'm someone who um, I, I believe keep it simple, stupid, and sometimes yes. I hear acronyms and I'm not really sure what they mean. So, could you just elaborate oh. on what an MLM is, so that everyone knows who's listening? Who the message is for? So uh, MLM basically stands for multi-level marketing. You might know it as network marketing, social marketing, direct sales. It all falls under under those same categories. Wherever, um, yeah. So it's basically uh, movement of of um, product that's sold directly through a an independent consultant as opposed to a store. So that's a lot of businesses out there. And one of the reasons that I was really keen to get you onto the podcast is that I know a lot of um, predominantly women, but there are a lot of men out there too, running their own home-based businesses, doing the best they can to work toward looking after their family, being there for their family and also financially supporting their family with these MLM businesses. And me being so in love with BNI and what it does for its members, um, I get frustrated because I think we could be setting up these people to come in and thrive in BNI just by being that person who walks up to that visitor and says, oh, by the way, let me just set the expectations for you so you're set up for success even for the first meeting. This is what we'd love you to do. We'd love you to be a part of it, but this is what the, the BNI guidelines are asking from you. And so someone like you, who clearly is a mover and shaker, can come in and contribute to that whole room of people. So that's why I was really keen to get you on today is to share that message that BNI is for everyone, especially in MLM. So, yeah, uh, 100%. Because what I've found is I um, quit my job as a bookkeeper four years ago as of January. So, well, yeah, something like that. So I haven't had a so I haven't had a job since then. I've, my um, Arbonne business has been my primary source of income. So, but I was, before I joined BNI, I was sitting there thinking, I've got all this time. I just need people to speak to and to share with. And then BNI came in right at the right time. And since then I've had, you know, BNI um, does provide an unlimited stream of new people to speak to. So that's why it's a great fit for me. But last week, for example, I had um, met with six members of a chapter, provide six and provided six referrals as a, um, in, a, in addition to actually making three sales. So you've got to put in the work. It's not yeah. just about getting there and there's people. I made time made time for the one-to-ones to have meetings. I um, sussed out how and where I can help for them. And now I've got a few sales as well. But I always have giving goals as opposed to receiving goals. I go in doing the activity and whatever comes back, comes back. But I know it always does. So... Um, my focus is always on what can I, what, I, what I can give to a room, and that's really the key. Yes, you do have an endless stream of um, potential people to speak to, 
Um, but you've got to build the relationships. You've got to see what you can get back. I really like your statement, uh, relationship first before business. And totally. a lot of people who, you know, not just in your situation as a multi-level marketing business, but, yeah, you see a lot of people and, you know, you talk to them and you go, you know, they've been in, they've been in B&I for a few months or, you know, six to 12 months and they say, well, B&I isn't working for us. But you go and look at them and you say, well, you really haven't done anything to help build a relationship because before people do, you know, are going to refer you, they're going to know you, like you and trust you. And you need to actually build a relationship with those people. And if you're not getting around, not attending the meetings enough, not doing one-to-one meetings, getting to know people, not in the giver's space like uh, like like you are yourself, it's not going to work for anyone, no, no matter what profession you know, you're in. You may get a, a little business and... I like to say if you're getting business without building a relationship, it's just a fluke because you're in the right place at the right time when someone needs what you do and you've just saved them the runaround of looking for that person. So, yeah. um, you know, the real good business comes from building those relationships first and you, you really need to harness those relationships. And it's like planting a farmer planting the seed and going back to harvest it down the track. And, and that doesn't happen quickly. So, um, yeah, putting that work... Um, you know, having giving goals. I really love that, how, how you have goals on, okay, I'm going to give X amount of referrals. In. You know, can you talk about your giving goals with us? Oh, 100%. So one of my um, key, uh, and it's what put Veronica and myself in, in, in a one-to-one, one of my key goals this year, I want to um, give at least three BNI members their dream referral. So wow. when I'm um, booking in one-to-ones and I'm, you know, I, I actually have anywhere between... Um, as a very, at a minimum, I'll have 10 one-to-ones a month. Um, my record is 24. So any wow. um, one-to-ones a month. I, the great thing about being a multi-level marketer is I own my calendar. So my business is to speak to people. So if I have six one-to-ones in one day, that's that's just my job, okay? So it's not, um, it's not sort of encroaching on any other activity I need to do. My job is to speak to people. And I find so much more joy in having people tell me what really lights them up because the fact of the matter is when I'm sitting in front of you, I'm only going to go looking for what you ask me to look for. So if it's your bread and butter, then that's what I'm going to look for. If you're telling me about your dream, then I'm going to keep my ears. So, and in my opinion, it's designed for us to level up whatever we're doing. Even if you're a mortgage broker, level up, right? Because you've already created a business through bread and butter and you know how to do that. Let me help you level up. So yeah. I'm only going to be looking for what you tell me to. What a great message. Yeah, levelling up. Which, which, well, that's really the whole concept behind MLM. And it doesn't matter what you've done or what your experience of MLM is, a good networker will always be looking for another opportunity to help someone. And if you've got the relationships um, and you've got the credibility. And I love what you said about the, the gentleman who first, um, was it, uh, I did write the name down here, Chris, Chris, Alan, uh, the one who first in- introduced you to the second meeting. Yeah, Alan, Alan Campion. Alan, yeah. Alan, and you were saying, you know, he's just a quality guy. When you've got that rapport with someone, and and what you said, Brent, planting the seed. So from the nail salon, someone planted the seed, but they didn't really nurture it and get you back to another meeting and have a conversation with you. But then someone that you had complete rapport with and trust in invited you to come along to a meeting, obviously of like-minded people. So he has once again nurtured that seed that had already been planted and you've come along and now you've, you've thrived 
and now you're wanting to help other people thrive in in that environment by giving them their dream referral yeah well that's i think that's fun i want actually i want to put a challenge out to current bni members and non-bni members as well sit in front of somebody and ask them for their bread and butter and watch watch their body language and then ask them for their dream referral and what really lights them up and then watch their body language it puts a smile on my face every single time their posture changes their eyes light up they you know sit taller their chest comes out it's so cool and it's so it's so much fun to actually help somebody find that person so that's that's my giving giving goal and um that's one of my giving goals and i just um my target this month is to have at least another 21 to one so when i've got one to ones i've got ammunition as to what i'm going out and looking for to to give so that's that's i've done seven so i haven't got that many more to go <laughs> and um what while we're uh, while we're in the sort of uh the, the worldwide health crisis here stage how are you finding doing all those one-to-ones uh you know from from the isolation of your uh, of your home i get to do more um, because it's just literally back to back, you know, switch off one Zoom and, and jump into another. So I get to do more, which is fantastic. I am a person who thrives on human contact. So um, it's also be, being a great distraction for me to be able to actually um, communicate and connect with a lot of people because this being in isolation um, does. I'm fueled by people. I do need my time out, but I also I need to be in a room of people. When I walk into a um, BNI room or a group, my whole energy is lifted for at least the day or two. Um, so yeah, I need I need these meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking forward to things getting back to normal? Look, I am. I am. I do love the convenience, and I love the fact that we've managed to transition so quickly, and and we don't have to stop um, because BNI is a big part of my business. Um, but it's not the same as being in the room, getting a hug, you know, connecting with someone, meeting the visitors. Uh, it's not. It's not the same. But it is something. I'll. I'll uh, I'm very grateful to have at least this. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we'll be hugging for a while, unfortunately. But uh, no. <laughs> hopefully, we can we can get back to a time where uh, where we can get back to doing face to face meetings as well. Um, There's and- um, one more point I'd like to cover if we've got a minute. Sure. Yeah. yeah so. If you're in multi-level marketing, um, BNI is actually a natural transition from that. Because in my mind, all we actually ever do is give an invitation. An invitation, like if you're if you're asking for someone to look at your business as a as an option for you know more income or whatever that is or time freedom, um, you're inviting them to take a look. So in BNI, it's the same thing. You're just inviting them to take a look, and that's what Alan did for me. Just come and have a look. I don't think I don't know if he was ticking off a KPI or he just wanted to, you know, or whatever that was. But it actually has changed the trajectory of my business. So invite people along. Do not withhold an invitation mm. to be a part of, um, whether it be a community like BNI or or your. Um, or your multi-level marketing business, it is the same. It's the same thing. So if you're an MLM, you know how to do BNI with your eyes closed because we, a good multi-level marketer, knows how to invite, knows how to give, and knows how to offer value and build relationships. And if you can do that in your business, BNI is such an awesome community for you to be able to bring that into. Um, and it's it's why I've just I've not really found any trouble transitioning into this um, into this system because it's a system, right? And yeah, I can't. 
can't sing its praises enough, to be honest. And um, yeah, I'm so I'm so grateful. It's just it's literally changed the trajectory of my business and and a, as a result, my life obviously because my business does create things that I want to build my dreams out of. So um, yeah, I, I I do really appreciate the opportunity to to share this message with people because I to be honest, I if you. I think everyone should be in BNI. I understand it's not a system that fits everybody. And, and isn't it the perfect time, though? I mean, I, I have I do a lot of training with um, with people uh, who are just getting started in in MLMs and just need some more sales skills and some confidence around it. And this is the time that you can, just like you said, easily create and cultivate and 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 um, meet new people. This this is the time for an MLM to be joining BNI oh. when we have transitioned to Zoom because there's no no reason for you not to be able to have all these conversations with people. And and that's all that's all we to build relationships you just need to have conversations with people. And um and you know what? One of the key key things that I like to coach out is to get interested. Get interested. Don't worry. I you know if even if you have I've had people avoid me because they have an Arbonne consultant. Fine. <laughs> totally fine i don't you you know more than anyone veronica i won't take anyone else's client but guess what they missed out on last year i refinanced four properties i opened a self-managed super fund my daughter got married i needed flowers and dresses and event spaces get interested because you don't know what you're missing out on get interested so yeah that's that's um make the invitation get interested build relationships and level up level up yeah 100 percent. so yeah i love it i love your message today mm-hmm. and your passion for what you do Neda. it's absolutely fantastic and you're uh you're you're a really talented member of the bni team to the point where you're actually on the director and ambassador team for bni melbourne central I so am. uh would you like to tell us a bit about your journey through there and you're currently a launch director so are you launching any new chapters at the moment during this time I am actually. Um, we've just finished um, launching Thrive in Docklands, which is an incredible chapter, and I um, focus a lot on uh, culture when I'm building a chapter. Uh, and we're just seeding a chapter in Sandringham. Um, it's it's all online. We're doing it online at the moment, but we'll we'll find a home somewhere in the Sandringham area. Um, and assisting on a chapter in Abbotsford as well in Richmond. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on in the building phase. It's actually almost easier to build being online, to be honest. So, um, and I've loved being able to be a part of the director's team. I have supported chapters also, established chapters, but launch is fun. I love creating new opportunities for people um, and launch is a lot of lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. So um, I, I think we've probably covered your one success tip there is to get interested, which I really love that as a, as a success tip, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add or anything else you'd like to ask, Veronica, before we wrap things up? Well, I actually just wanted to share uh, when uh, Netta and I had a, a one-to-one, which was fantastic. So this is another great thing about being online now. I'm having all these one-to-ones with people all over Australia as well as, you know, in other chapters. It's something that you said to me, Netta, and it was when you started in BNI, you started in the green and you stayed there. And I think that that is a really great message for people. When you come into BNI, there's this little bit of a, um, a loophole that we say, you know something, 
it's going to take six months for you to get your groove and for the wheels to be turning. But you came in and you just made the decision, I'm in the green and I'm going to stay there. So could you just tell us a little bit about that for anyone who's listening, about how that was for you and how you did that? Okay, so um, I always take my opportunities in my business really seriously. Okay, so I needed to come in. We know that the traffic lights for, sorry, for non-VNI members, that's just a... a it's um, a benchmarking uh, benchmarking system we use for BNI members. Thank you. Um, but it's basically a reputation management system. Okay. So as a multi-level marketer, I know that I knew that I needed to prove a little bit, just do a little bit more to make sure that people knew I was serious about my business. Apart from showing up and, you know, I I show up looking more corporate than I do, you know, mumsy and all the rest of it. So apart from showing up, I it was just I took the job seriously. So whatever they said was the KPIs, I just did them. I just did what I said I was going to do. So I was asked to do one one-to-one a week, one referral a week, show up to the meetings and bring a visitor. None of that sounded hard to me. So I just did it. I just, I I, I think I signed something that said I would do it. So I did. (laughs) (laughs) It should be that easy, but sometimes, you know, we see what we want to see and remember what we want to remember, don't we? Well, it's, Look, to be honest, um, I was so grateful for the opportunity. I was just going to do what I was, re- what I was required, what was required of me to, to value the opportunity. I think that's what I went in with, and I, I was, I was managing my own reputation. I don't mess around. I'm, I try to be really professional where I'm at. Uh, I'm still real and authentic, but you know, if, if that was the KPIs, it was the KPIs. It was just, and yeah, I, I did drop down to ninety. But it was, <laughs> when I was <laughs> five weeks. You're um, underachiever, you. Yeah. Uh, when I was away for five weeks, <laughs> I think I'm making all of us look bad. <laughs> but it's you know it's it, it is that giving thing though. I always just know that if I just go into to give. I mean, rocking up is in your hands. Show up. Um, yeah. The meetings is is in your hands. So I guess the thing is put in the work um, that you can control, which is showing up and the one to ones and the, you know, your, your chapter education units and the referrals and the, the business comes. Absolutely. <laughs> and, that's, and that's just doing the start, you know, the turning up to meetings, doing building the relationships through the one-to-ones, uh, you know, educating yourself so you can learn. And, and this is what a lot of people probably don't realise who pay lip service to, to those KPIs is to do those things, the other things will come. And the, the mark of members who are really successful in B&I are the members who are actually meeting those KPIs? They're more successful than others, and uh, you know, by stepping up to the mark and 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 doing those things uh, that needs to be done, um, you know, we've got the proof that our most successful members are the ones that are high in those KPIs and in the green in the member traffic lights. Yeah, I just um, I try and do my I try and meet my KPIs other than attendance, obviously, in the first week of the month, just to get out of the way. <laughs> What a great message, Netta. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for um, inviting me along and I love the work you do, Veronica and and Brent. It's great to um, see you again. Um, Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Fantastic. Thank you. And it's been great to to hear from you today. I think it's really added something to our podcast, mate. I hope so. 
Well, just a big pat on the back for me today because I finally brought a guest in. And, well done. Uh, well done. I just think, uh, I just know that there are a lot of people out there that would benefit from BNI and sometimes their confidence is a little bit lower and they're not quite sure how to walk into a room. You know, they don't really feel like their MLM business is a real business, but it is. Oh. And uh, I just think the messages that Netta has given us, you know, to, to for all our existing members, level up. You know, just meet your KPIs. Don't whinge about it. Just say, okay, that's a measure of how I'm doing. We're all on the same measure. Let's just do that. Build the relationships. Keep planting the seeds and get interested. What a fantastic message. Absolutely. Have those giving goals. I'd love that. So asking oh. people what their dream referral are, which a lot of people yeah. don't actually do. Uh, well, I was thinking about it then. I actually don't know what my dream I was going to say, most is. people don't know. Most people don't uh, know what it is. Yeah. So, mm. Well, I've got to say, my um, one of my dream jobs would have been doing a doing the uh, the Australian version of the podcast. <laughs> and so, You've you know, sitting, I know, sitting here <laughs> now, and um, you know, having having this conversation, I'm someone too that you know will create opportunities for myself. But if someone came and said that to me my body language would change. I'd be like, wow, you really want to do that for me? You know, now I need to think big because I don't have to do it for myself. So, you know, that's exciting. Exactly. Exactly. It's so cool. <laughs> so, Brent, I do have a question for you today and it didn't come from another member. It's actually just in relation to the interview that we've just had with Netta. Can you clarify what the expectation is for someone who is running their own MLM network marketing business who might be interested in joining a BNI, what is the expectation that they should know to make them feel welcome and set up for success if they come to a meeting? Well the official word from BNI is is to is to not sell the business opportunity to sell the product. So you're accepting the BNI on behalf of of selling the product and not the business opportunity within the meeting. Now those business opportunities will obviously come. Uh, from people who you build relationships through one-to-ones and referrals, etc. But the key element for multi-level marketing businesses is to you know, sell your products through the group and not the market, not the business opportunity. Okay, so let me ask, let me give you a little bit of an example. We've got a, um, a, a Tupperware lady who's uh, involved in BNI, and she comes to a meeting. and As her referral request, she says, "If anyone would like to have, uh, or they've got someone at home who'd like to have a Tupperware party, let's pretend everything's back to normal. Is that considered okay within BNI?" That's a business opportunity. Oh, sorry, that, that's 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 the product being sold. Sorry, so yeah, that's the product being sold. So. Um, if that person was to go into a group and say, uh, "I'd like to," um, I'd like uh, anyone in the room who'd like to uh, to add some more business through selling my products. That's yeah, that's, that's selling. That's a no no. That's a no no. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love that because um, I love Tupperware anyway, but I also love Arbon. But I think um, it's it's very uh, good to clarify that so that everyone who comes into the room as a visitor feels like that they understand that B and I can work for them. And uh, if you've got a great product and you're happy to sell that product, then B and I would definitely be a place to introduce it to other members in the room, but not the business. That's yeah. a byproduct of maybe relationships that you make, but that's not what you come into the B and I meeting for. Absolutely, and once the relationships you know are built those business opportunities will more likely come as what we've found through people in our organisation. Beautiful. Thank you for that clarification. Now, what is your tip for episode 13? Well, our tip for this week is 
being able to give something to your fellow members without giving you a referral. So obviously there's two ways we can actually do that is one by giving them a written testimonial, which they can use to, uh, to share on their website, in their marketing, uh, put up in their office showroom, etc. put with their business proposals, vouching for that member in writing about what a great job they do. And the other one is, and a lot of people we've, we've got the opportunity to do this because a lot of us are sitting in front of computers take some time to go online and write some Google reviews for people you've used their services and help their search yeah. engine ranking. So go and look on, look on, look their business up on Google and go and uh, give them a rating and a positive review. And while we're at it, if you're listening to this podcast, give us a review on the podcast link as well. We have got a couple of five-star reviews and that's probably from you and me, Veronica, and no one else. But, um, you know, It wasn't from us. Don't say that, was it? No, it wasn't from us. Oh, sorry, it was from me and Steve. So you haven't even given us a review, Veronica. But um, but go on and give people uh, give people a, a, a Google review and that'll help their SEO and help their business look better in the eyes of other people. And it's something you can do. It doesn't cost any money. It takes five minutes of your time, if that. So, um, and if you've had a really great experience with someone, write them a testimonial. Send it to them and say, hey, you know, you can use this for your marketing. I'm really happy with the job you did for me. I think it's, we just, once again, episode 13, which by the way is, uh, for the Italians, is a very lucky number, uh, has been once again packed with uh, amazing insights, messages and value for any of our members who are listening and anyone who's listening who maybe is considering becoming a member of our um, amazing and uh, very well transitioned organisation under the circumstances in the world today. So a big thanks and a shout out to Steve. Um, from RWP Radio, who's thanks again, Steve. after us. Um, thanks a lot, Brent, for um, allowing me to co-host with you. Oh, and, and thanks for being, bringing a fantastic guest along this week. That has been great. Oh, thank yeah, you. I know. So <laughs> we're going to keep doing this. Um, if you are listening to it, please uh, put something on Facebook, communicate with us, share the post um, and, the, and the podcast with anyone that you know who might be interested in finding out a bit about BNI or maybe someone in another chapter who possibly hasn't heard the podcast yet, let's keep spreading the amazing work that we're doing in uh, in Australia with BNI, the Australian Story Podcast. Thank you.